You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, wherever you are, my lovely bride chillers, it's either sunny or rainy or snowy or bloody too hot and there's fires. Who knows? But wherever you are, you're probably thinking of being somewhere else, aka going on a vacay or a holiday, as I am constantly thinking about also. This is the Bride Chiller Podcast. I'm Alicia, the founder of this here shindig. This is a wedding planning podcast, but it also extends to the peripheral, all these other things that we need to plan and do surrounding weddings. And today we have a fantastic Q&A episode that is all about answering your honeymoon and holiday or vacay related questions. Why do I need to say vacay in that accent? It's offensive to everyone. So I've invited an expert, the lovely Irina Vizhnevskaya, who is the founder of Ali Travel to answer all of the Bride Chiller community's holiday, honeymoon questions. Irina, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be so low key. I loved it. She's so good. Like, okay, thanks. Now, Irina, tell me a little bit about your skills qualifications and how you got into the travel industry. Sure. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I'm not. I don't know anything about travel, right? (laughs) Just just someone I found on the street. (laughs) I once went on a trip. Um. So, oh God, I don't know. I mean, this probably started when like from super childhood, we, my parents were not like, I didn't grow up in a very wealthy home, but they mm-hmm. put everything towards travel. So we would go on big, big trips, but like getting a latte at Starbucks was, uh, you know, the Forget ultimate it. luxury, only rich people <laughs> do that. Um, and then uh, I graduated from college during the Great Recession, where like you couldn't get a job anywhere. Um, so I thought it would be a good idea to go to Hungary and work abroad because, like, I don't know. I thought the recession had borders. Um, so for about <laughs> five, which as it turns out, it didn't. But for about five years, I worked for um, a brewing equipment company, and I traveled all over the world for for my job. And then obviously in my free time, traveled even more. And then I realized that people were asking me for tips all the time and help. And I was like, huh, is this not natural for everyone? It's just natural for me. (laughs) Um, So then moved back to the US, which is home and had this idea, put a website up. Nobody found the website because there's a gazillion websites on the internet. and almost threw in the towel because I was like, no one wants this. Uh, and then just kind of like landed our first client, an amazing, amazing client. We still work with them. We've planned their whole family's trips and everything like that and made our way into the honeymoon planning world, which we adore and have been in for about like four, five years now. Maybe more. I should know that. Um, but we just, we, <laughs> that is really something I should know. But yeah, we love planning unique trips that aren't, you know, packages. We don't do packages. We don't do quotes. We don't do, um, frankly, we don't even do things like all inclusives and cruises. But I can talk about, you know, the difference between a travel agent and a travel planner and um, kind of help people navigate that world because I know it is yeah. confusing. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I do. We're a team of four, including myself, which is big or small, depending on how you look at it. It feels massive to me. Um, and yeah, at any given point, we have clients all over the world and we live in this honeymoon world and love it. So That's, that's- a good world to live in. I yeah. don't mind that, you know, I think about the idea of being able to explore other places, to learn about other cultures and other places that people want to go and have adventures yeah. in. I think it's a pretty cool gig. Yeah. Oh, I have no complaints. And every day I'm like, I want to go to a different place now. <laughs> yeah. Are you constantly like, is this part of your budgeting and your lifestyle where you get to go and experience these perks and go and, and explore different areas? Or how do you work out your holiday versus doing yeah. research for your job? So if anybody saw how I go on holidays, they would probably fire me from my job because I'm really good at planning other people's stuff. But then, you know, when it's like your, it, I think like contractors who build houses, if you go to their sure. home, you're like, what yeah, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how mine is. In fact, um, recently, the last trip my husband and I went on, I was like, I can't plan a fucking thing. You need to do everything. <laughs> and we got there and I'm like, okay, who, who who's the car rental with? 
I'm not kidding you. We went up to every single counter at the airport because he was like, I think it's Hertz. And we would walk up to Hertz and they'd be like, no, we don't have a reservation for oh, you. No. <laughs> um, eventually we found our reservation. So, so yeah, um, no, I don't, we, I mean, our team is remote, so they're always traveling and that's by design. So they, like the goal is that we never plan a trip to a place where we haven't personally set foot in. But we don't love abusing our title. Like I've never gone to a hotel and been like, give me a free night because I want to, mm. you know, because uh, that to me feels really staged. And I want to feel I want to experience a place the way a client would not like yeah. roll out the red carpet and treat me really specially. And then I'll find out that you treat your clients like or your guests like shit because they're just a guest, right? Like treat me yeah. like a guest because I want to be treated that way. Um, oh, and also, that. yeah. And, and I've been on like a few press trips. The problem with that is it comes with requirements. Like you're supposed to, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. So you get a free trip and then you're supposed to kind of, the expectation is sort of that I don't, it's uncomfortable to me to yeah. have to play up a place, even though I'm like, I would never send a client here. It sucked. So yeah, we, we travel on our own dime in order to to actually feel what our clients would feel. And that's kind of like a personal philosophy. I think it's a really good philosophy. And I think a lot of, I'm sure a lot of travel people, I know we, do, we don't want to say travel agents, but uh, <laughs> travel planners, uh, you don't do that. And I think that yeah. just shows your commitment to what you do, but also your commitment to helping your clients and, and that right you know, extends, I'm sure, in the reputation that you've achieved, which is right. a very good reputation. Uh, very exciting. We have a lot of questions. Yes. I put out a post just yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah. In our Facebook group, and uh, Irina and I have been watching these questions come in. We're going to try and get us through as many as we can. And I think that we are, well, I know we've got an episode coming up that we're going to record together uh, that's more of a general honeymoon episode as well. So I say right. what we don't cover here, we will cover in our interview episode. And then it's just going to be like a little duo of honeymoon honeymoon goodness. You'll know everything. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be so loaded up with information. You'll be like, oh, I know what we're doing. No, we're going. I'm not going to worry about it. Exactly. Let's kick off uh, with the lovely cat. She asks, is it better to book excursions while you're there or before you go? Good question, Kat. Very good question. It depends on the place. Um, my answers are always, it depends. Um, but of course. Uh, the thing is, for it depends because certain excursions, uh, A, book up really far in advance. So mm -hmm. it would really be lousy to get there, have your heart set on something, and then know it's been booked up for a while. Same with res reservations, if like to restaurants. If dining is a big part of the way that you experience places and there's a restaurant that you have your heart set on, make a reservation in advance because yeah. that's, that's going to hurt when you can't get that, especially if you know that you're traveling during peak season at your destination. And obviously that varies place by place. Sure. Um, so the excursions like that, that are, you know, you have your heart set on that, you know, are popular, but for sure book those in advance. Also some excursions, um, you kind of want to fit your trip around. Um, I'm talking about if it's, if you're a big hiker and it's like a two day hike or something mm -hmm. like you need to know when that's going to happen because you need to fit stuff around it. Um, so the kind of stuff that I would hold off on is, oh gosh, I'm trying to think, something that you have zero attachment to, something that you are like, I don't even know if we're going to be in the mood for it and I could totally live without it. That's the kind of thing you can decide. Like, I don't know, snorkeling off the coast of wherever you're staying. That's so easy to do, A, independently, so you don't yeah. even need a guide most times, and B, they're a dime a dozen. If one tour operator does, doesn't have availability on a certain day, another one will. So things like that, feel free to play it by ear, keep things flexible. And I'm a big uh, believer in not scheduling your honeymoon too much. So having mm -hmm. those big cornerstone experiences that are going to be incredible and special 
absolutely book those in advance. But don't put yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, it's day three, uh, 10 a.m. we have to be here. And then at noon, we have to, you know, like that's, <laughs> we, that's how we live our lives where we're scheduled yes. all the time. So don't put your, give yourself flexibility and breathing room to be like, today, I want to fucking sleep until noon. Cool. It's your honeymoon. You should be able to do that. So just, just having, picking excursions in that way. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, the more super special things, um, hard to get you, you, and you'll get a sense of this as you're looking online, like a good trick to finding out if something does book out is pretend be like, okay, say we're going in a week. Um, can I get a reservation at this Mm, restaurant? Can I, can I book a ticket to this thing? Um, obviously it's not like perfect because if you're look like if you're looking in the Amalfi Coast in December, yeah, you're gonna be able to book anything. Um, but but it, it does give you a good feel for do things book out really far in advance or not at all. Um, and then decide from there. Good job. And don't do what we do and book an early morning sunrise fucking bike ride in Hawaii uh, the <laughs> night before a <laughs> A really big boozy night where I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm getting up at 4 a.m. to go up on a bike, to go to a mountain, to see a sunrise. I appreciate the sunrise, but I can't move my body right now. Forget Uh, it. You can see it in bed. You can see the sunrise. I saw it and then I went back to bed. Forget it. So, you know experience life but also just have a sleep exactly um good good okay now this is a question we had a number of people ask this i'm going to go with annie is the question asker but i want to acknowledge yes. there are lots of other people that said it that she says we are going on our honeymoon seven months after our wedding how do we make it feel like a honeymoon uh that much later and we had a couple of people also say that you know obviously honeymoons are attached to a certain vibe you've just gotten hitched it's like whoa but realistically a lot of people do get married and then have a break whether it's a cash saving break or also Mm -hmm. they've used up all their leave or whatever or they just want to extend that joy so how do you maintain the honeymoon vibes even if it's the next year and this is a really really good question and a lot of people do this so don't don't feel like you're weird a um it's it's super common i i should know but i'd say like probably half of our clients um end up not traveling after yeah it's super super common um so for me oh oh, but i will say i will even if you're delaying which i'm i'm a big fan of actually um try to do it within a year of your wedding to me a year is like you're still kind of in that post-wedding vibe um anything over a year will be like when did we get married that being said I have clients who traveled they they had a baby almost immediately after getting married and said they took their honeymoon five years later and it was really freaking special because it was the first really like they had they were parents for the first five years of their lives together and I can guarantee you that trip felt like a honeymoon I like that absolutely did so it's you know take it or leave it um I think a big thing that we see clients do um not only if their honeymoon is delayed but I think for a delayed honeymoon it's it makes it all the more special is find ways to surprise each other. So um, maybe it's, you know, like a day you say, I'm planning this day, you're planning this other day, or a dinner where you um, surprise each other, whatever it is, but kind of adding an element of of surprise where you're excited for something and the other person's planning it. Um, That's a really good way to do it. Do things and splurge on things that you normally wouldn't. So not not to like necessarily tie it to money, but that's what's going to make the the honeymoon different. Is like we wouldn't normally do it like this, and this is a special trip, so we're going to do that. Um, to give you a personal example, my honeymoon was very unorthodox in that um, my husband had a research assistantship in Tel Aviv, Israel the summer after we got cool. married. So we, what we did is we were like, we're going to still make this feel like a honeymoon by getting a really cool Airbnb that we normally wouldn't. We normally wouldn't really like care that much about where we're sleeping, but that's how we were like, we're going to make this feel special. And we're going to eat out every night. 
because we love food and that's so big to us. So that was how, and we made a month, not a month, three months in Israel feel like a honeymoon because we did these little things that made it feel just enough out of the ordinary that it wasn't like our everyday trip or our everyday, you know, lives. Um, even though we were both working, like it was not, you know, it was not three months of laying on the beach at all. Um, Another thing that I think is a good way to make it feel like a honeymoon is talk about your wedding. When you honeymoon right after your wedding, a lot of it is like, oh, remember when this happened? (laughs) Or like Uncle Joe or whatever got way too drunk and was, you know, so it's it's kind of this like reminisce. It's it's this time for the two of you to rehash and relive everything that happened. Mm -hmm. So do that seven months later, why not? You know, like make it, make it this time when you can relive the wedding, but now it's just the two of you. And that's what makes yeah. it possible because the wedding was about the two of you. It just, a lot of people came, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, celebrated with you. So talk about the wedding. Um, and yeah, just do things that are a step above again, does not have to be financially, but just different, um, than, what you would normally do yeah, mix and, it up and a bit. differently yeah but don't also don't like if you've never I don't know if you've never been a beach person do not feel like oh it's our honeymoon we have I think somebody else kind of asked this question like we have to lay on a beach no you don't who who made that rule no you absolutely don't um don't force yourself to do something new just because it's your honeymoon and like that's what people say you should be doing that's bullshit well, it's nice you actually and i'm going to jump around a little bit here mm-hmm. but someone uh, we had a couple of questions here about winter honeymoons and yeah. i thought that was really great because yeah. um you know i think uh, it, it was ciara and patrice said mm-hmm. how do we feel about winter destinations for honeymoons we always do tropical or beaches but i'm thinking the northern lights in norway and also patrice said what are some good suggestions for winter destinations in uh, i think she's talking about northern hemisphere january or february mm-hmm. cold or warm places and i like that people are exploring and stepping outside of that beach box. Now yes. I fucking love a beach, don't get me wrong. But right. as you said, we don't have to do that. So it's nice no. to see that people are going, hey, what's something we can do in the snuggly warm winter? Right. And it is, I mean, there is something innately so romantic about like, it's fucking freezing outside, um, but we're doing this beautiful thing, whether it be the Northern Lights or like, I love the idea of Japan even in the winter. Mm, it's not for so everyone, but for so people good. who are good with feeling a little cold, um, their, spa, their onsens, their spas are like yes. out of this world. So you're in this beautiful spa and the snow is falling around you. That is so beautiful and so romantic. Um, it's just, it comes with the price of like, are you going to be crushed that you can't be, um, you know, walking around all day because you might be a little cold and have to dip dip into coffee shops more often or something so that's something to consider but but all it works and if if you're not a beach person don't you don't have to force yourself into that box um northern lights are amazing to travel for just know that it's very weather related so it might be that you come home and you won't have seen them um there's really good forecasting tools for this in terms of like when you're there, you can tell like um, all of these countries that are prone to the northern lights have really good forecasting systems that you can pull up and see um, where where they're you know visible that night. So if you're like, oh, okay, if we drive an hour north, we'll we'll catch it. But it's not a forecasting system where it's like two you and a half months it. from now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like that because it just depends so much on cloud cover. So. Temper your expectations and um, know that it might not happen, but it could. And I saw the Northern Lights from a plane flying back from the States and we went and we got one of the cheap flights. We went via Iceland and then went back to England, which is a really good deal. And they really. A good um, idea to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Iceland, I just think it's just such a magnificent place. But when we were there, we went when it was quite, it was summer. So we didn't see the Northern Lights, but we just happened to be booking a trip and flying back to be cheap by, by Reykjavik. and then we're like oh my god it's outside the window so we said it was the best in-flight entertainment I've ever yeah. seen yeah Seriously, that's incredible. I've never, yeah. I've never even heard of anybody who's seen them. Well, I didn't. I wasn't expecting it. And then yeah. dum dums were trying to take photos out of the window. I'm like, you got to fuck it. It's never going to work. 
No, and, and Rich, Rich was like, I don't care how good your camera is. You can't take a great photo no. of the lights through a plane window. Get a life. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I had flashes on. That shows the level of intelligence <laughs> of my former travel mates. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not going to work. That's one of those things. And and really, in all travel, I would encourage you to put the fucking phone down. Um, yes, you, please. Let's say that again. <laughs> put the fucking phone down. You can Instagram it later. Who yeah, exactly. Oh. If it just like focus on being in the moment a bit. Um, there's actually an incredible New York Times article like from a few months ago it's it's almost like a satire the poor guy was the it's like Brian and a groom and the guy was I think they honeymooned in Aruba and he was like I hated the sunsets on our honeymoon because every <laughs> sunset turned into a photo shoot for her no. <laughs> like, husbands of Instagram where you see them posing all the time it's like oh this poor poor man just, exactly so so in general um not just with the northern lights uh yeah enjoy them while while you can but I will say also with Iceland, like people, it is beautiful in the winter. Um, and actually Iceland, little known fact, actually doesn't get that cold in the winter. No, and it's perfectly, yeah. it, I'd say Chicago or it, colder or even New York is colder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not, obviously it's not balmy, but it's not frigid cold. The name oh, is, the name it's is, the name is misleading. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but something to really keep in mind is that the days are really short. It's like yeah. four, four hours of daylight. So if you want to cover a lot of ground or do a lot of hiking, which is why a lot of people go to Iceland, just know you'll have four hours of daylight and then a lot of dark. So that's we, we went in May and it was the opposite. Yes, and right, exactly. I've never experienced such, such long days. Yeah. yeah, we got to 10 p.m. and it really screwed in a positive way with our eating yes. because you know your body obviously reacts to the sun. You, you, you know the what's it called? Serotonin. The melatonin. Melatonin. Yes. Oh my gosh, I, I take melatonin. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, but we were got to ten p.m. and we're like, shit, we haven't eaten dinner, yes. and we've got to drive back to the hotel. But they also cater to that because I think they realise that tourists get confused and they still <laughs> feed you in the middle of the night. But it is it was amazing because it was just you know five or six days we did helpful leather we went for it we went all over right and then we got and on you the could cover a lot of we're so tired because we've barely slept because we've it's been light all the time and our bodies have just gone go 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 exactly yeah and if you go june 21st i think is the longest day of the year the sun never dips so Oy the bag. sun just like hangs out on the horizon and then like comes back up um so that really screws with you like we always tell clients to bring um what's they're called like because mask. mask yeah, yeah. um yeah. otherwise like those of us that aren't used to it we just can't fall asleep because yeah it, circadian rhythm it messes with the yeah, that's know. what it's called yep, there, there it is <laughs> we did I'm gonna we got on. there eventually so i want to say before uh, i finish i remember we were dropping the hire car back we hired a car and drove around and we said we said to the hire car guy oh it's been fantastic but it's been hard to sleep because yeah. of the light and none of the places we sat in some beautiful Airbnbs, but none of them had blackout curtains. Uh-huh. And the beautiful Icelandic guy said, "Why would we want to block the sun out? We could get barely any of it all the rest of the oh, year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I love it. I want the sun to come in at any moment." And yeah. we all went, "Fair play. That makes sense." Right. Shit, it wasn't great for us, but totally. If you're living in it, of course you want the sun all the time. Congrats. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, common question, and I think this is a really good conversation, is. Uh-huh. Travel insurance. Mackenzie says, is travel insurance worth it? And Alyssa came straight away and went, second, do we really need it? And look, there were some discussions. I don't know if we've got time to go through some of the cases, but I'd love your expert opinion about travel insurance because I... I think it's a really important topic that a lot it of people is. are like, man, we don't need it. Ooh, makes me shiver. I know. Yeah, it really is. And it's, we all, just in general, when talking about safety and travel insurance, everybody has a different level of risk aversion. So something that's scary to me might not be scary to someone else and vice versa. So um, as with everything, you know, read what people are saying, listen to what people are saying, but then also look at your situation as a different situation and gauge where you are. Um, the First of all, just to like cover really easy, fast stuff, travel insurance doesn't just have to be like, I book travel insurance for my whole trip. There's all sorts, like the kinds of insurance that I 100% for everybody would like, don't 
don't do anything without it is make sure you have medical travel insurance. So yes. that depends on where you live and how your policy extends internationally. I know within the U.S., some policies cover you abroad, some don't. Um, European Union citizens, if they're traveling without within the European Union, have a level of coverage. So just find out what 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 your coverage extends to abroad, and then if it doesn't cover you whatever you have at home, it doesn't cover you abroad, you can purchase just medical travel insurance for very cheap. It's very, very affordable. So that's that's like a easy one, get out of the way, just be covered medically because you don't want to be abroad and be like, well, fuck, I something happened, whether it be a broken toe or you fell off a motorbike like me because you're stupid, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is car rental. If you're renting a car, um, I know, I know that we all get screwed because we book online and it looks so cheap. And then you get to the counter and you're like, what the fuck? It's actually triple the <laughs> price because you yeah. didn't sell me the car insurance. And now, and in some countries it's required. And then, oh, God knows if it's required or not, because the count, the counter people are trying to make their commission and sell you on insurance. So what I like to do is, but, but no matter what's required or not, please be co fully covered with zero deductible insurance so that you're not losing your mind. Like, oh my God, did the car get dinged? Um, mm. Somebody scratched us in a parking lot. That's like a stupid thing to stress about. I, and I'm not even talking about big car accidents. Obviously you want to be covered for that. I'm talking about the sure, little, the little shit things that, that you can like, that yeah. like freak out about. If, it, right. That you can lose yeah. the day of just stressing over. So um, there are, it wherever you're booking your car through, I like to make sure in advance that I've added the insurance and we do this for all clients. Um, or if you book through places like we love auto Europe um, because you can check a box that says zero deductible insurance. And then when you mm -hmm. get to the counter and they're trying to sell you on bullshit, you get to be like, uh, -uh it's already included. And yeah, like <laughs> it's already done. It's included. It's Fucking zero deductible. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's just like a do it for your peace of mind. Also, some, some credit cards will cover you abroad, with the exception of there's four countries that are like on the blacklist for all eternity, Italy, Ireland, um, New Zealand, and Israel. Those are the four. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't know what those four they're just never ever covered so i thought it was going to be like pakistan Iran, i know right like isn't that North what you would Korea. think yeah exactly no it's the it's this mary van de fort italy okay. <laughs> okay. the place where everyone goes yeah so i and it's happened many times where our clients like well i think my credit card covers me i'm like ah, call them i've never heard of it but call them and then they always come back and they're like yeah. no um so that's fine you can also do coverage through your credit card just know that in that case it's still going to be a headache because how it works if it, you're covered through your credit card is you're still on the hook for paying it to the car rental company and then you file a claim with your credit card company so it's and then a lot of times you also need a police report so just think that through like do i want to be going to a police station in italy on my honeymoon probably not just pay the extra for the you know having the zero deductible because then no matter what freaking happens you just drive back to the car rental office leave your keys and say bye um and i think that just sounds a lot less stressful so that's I those a suggestion mm -hmm. Irina as well and this is something I don't know if you've used but it's something mm -hmm. that I've used in Europe is that when we travel in Europe when we travel in Europe because it doesn't sound so bougie <laughs> um, living in the UK and then traveling in Europe that mm -hmm. within Europe um, there's a website I'm not affiliated I'm just going to say iCarInsurance.com yes. um, but that means you can buy a package like I just bought a year's worth of insurance I think it cost me 80 pounds so yep. maybe 150 US dollars and it's that blanket insurance that you're talking about it covers yep. you you can tick the box I think it was all of Europe I don't think we could go further than well, the end of Europe basically didn't right. cover like Turkey but that's considered shut Asia so shut up Alicia so um part of it is isn't it it's uh, debated it's hot that's a hotly debated topic <laughs> 
I don't know. Anyway, we're not qualified to discuss that. Let's not. It's international relations. We'll just call it that one. But yeah. it was handy because we had this policy. I always kept it right. in the suitcase, so it was always with us. We've never had to use it. Knock, knock. Yeah. But it was really cheap. And I That's never had tip. to think about ticking the box because it was like, fuck it. So if you're using yeah. it regularly, uh, yes. I think you can also, with that policy, I've done it for um, driving in the UK. Uh, right to extend like I use zip cars and I've got an extension right. yeah, yeah that's a great tip yeah really so anyway yeah. it's cheap and also if you use Ebates uh, it's not called Ebates anymore just go to Ebates they've changed the name of the company I should remember this Rakuten uh-uh. um you can get cash back on that that thing anyway oh. that's my little extra tip for you I love I'm cheap yeah. I love saving money yeah of course it's... we all do Duh. yeah <laughs> I love spending money yeah <laughs> What about um, when one thing people mentioned, and I thought it was really good that um, Bride Chilla Mia mentioned that, especially unfortunately in Europe and the UK, recently Thomas Cook, yeah. which is a huge travel provider, yeah. bombed out. They totally went broke. And it was an awful thing for so many people. It was during right. peak travel season. There were thousands of people displaced. So many sad also, stories. Yeah. Awful. And you're just like, man, you're all having a good time. And now you literally can't get home. Yeah. And then also Monarch, which is a. Um, Quite, quite an old airline also went bust mm-hmm. recently so yeah. she sort of said be aware of what your cover is actually covering basically right and that's god that's so big across the board because the problem with a lot for like if you're buying insurance please never ever ever I can't like my mom recently did this and I was like what how could you do that to me? That hurts my heart. Don't buy it through the airline. Don't like when you're buying yeah. something and the airline's like, ah, oh, travel insurance for $50. And you're like, that sounds great. It doesn't fucking cover anything. Yeah. Um, or when you need it to cover it, there's going to be a loophole. So use two resources that we always tell our clients to use is squaremouth.com and insuremytrip.com. You can compare right. across policies. It's wonderful. It's really, really easy to use. And they have great customer service, both of them. You can just call them and be like, I have a question. And you you talk to a real human who actually knows what they're talking about. Oh, I love real people. I love yeah. talking to real people. It really, I know. It's really, and it's great. They give you, like, when you pull up, when you run a search, you get a little, like, search code. So when you call, you just tell them the search code and they pull up the same thing that you're looking at. It's amazing. Nice. It's, it's a really, really slick thing. Um, so I always read the policy. I, I'm not... I know that the poster said they read like every single word of the policy itself. That's awesome. And I wish everybody did that. I think it's probably unrealistic. So just go through yeah. like the, the top line page of like, okay, so well, oh, this is only going to cover me if there's like an act of war or I lose my job or I'm in the hospital. Okay. Is that is that what I'm looking for? Because maybe that's not my worry or my concern. So then why am I buying this insurance? Um, and that's what's great about these search, um, the Square Mouth and Insure My Trip, is you can filter for what you want. So you can already just be looking at the plans that apply to you, which is great. Um, the things with the airlines collapsing, and unfortunately, like in my world, we see it so much more than is probably even mentioned in the media, like small airlines and countries go bankrupt all the time. Mm. And when an airline goes bankrupt, like they literally just disappear. It's it's really wild that they can just do that. Um, so a lot of credit cards will cover you. I don't know of anyone who like buys trips for cash anymore. I don't even know how you would do that. So, um, but just don't put it on a debit card. Whenever you're making travel purchases, I would always use a credit card for that reason. Um, And it'll take a bit of work, but you should be covered. Um, And then obviously a good travel insurance will also cover that. And this is like saying this now sounds kind of stupid because Thomas Cook was obviously a huge, very reputable company. But in general, you'll get a feeling for like if something's sketchy and might go under. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they were going broke for a little while. And it was yeah, like, that's Will true. they be out of liquidation? So I mean, yeah. anyone that had done, I know part of the problem with that situation was that they were a big package travel right. provider. People were buying, you know, fucking 20 years in advance for their exactly. next, you know, they were always booked with Thomas Cook. So you read all these stories going, well, it was a but risk. But figure also, it out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, sucky. But- if you, as you said, due diligence goes a long way, but also yeah. 
you know, if you're booking with Shonky Brothers Airlines, just be aware that Shonky Brothers probably will go bust. Exactly. There it is. Yeah. Shonky so Brothers just... is the most my dad thing I've ever said. Bloody <laughs> Shonky Brothers. I love it though. Somebody please use that. Um, <laughs> and also like, but with that, and you know, if it is like a sketchy hotel or whatever it is, a lot of times you're not paying in it. I mean, obviously flights you're paying in advance for. You can't, that's not like a thing where like the day before your flight, you'll be charged. Sure. We're just keeping a guarantee. But a lot of hotels, um, they just keep a credit card as a guarantee. And maybe their cancellation policy is up until 24 hours. You can cancel free of charge. Yeah. And so if you're, if the majority of the financial investment in your honeymoon is this beautiful resort that you're staying at in the Maldives or something, and it's, I don't know, 10,000 US dollars, but you can cancel up to 24 hours in advance and not lose anything, then I'm kind of like, hmm, you're pretty much covered on that, on the financial end. So, so that's also something to keep in mind. Whereas like, if it's, 10 grand and you prepaid it six months ago, please, for the love of God, get insurance. That is like, aside from you not being able to go on the trip, if something were to happen, you will be that at least have the financial aspect covered so that you're not out double, you know, on both ends, like emotionally, (laughs) it sucks. But then also financially, that's a lot of money. So um, that's, that's something to keep in mind. And, and just that that's a very case by case basis, you you know what you're booking. Um, Like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks, whatever the average cost is, when you weigh that up to what you could you know, get back in return and no one wants to ever use insurance, but also you lose an iPad or your engagement ring falls off while you're scuba diving or something. It's like you, you you know that you have the peace of mind to then not have to worry about it. And that's that's what it is. You're paying for peace of mind and knowing that, that it's, it's okay. We're going to, you know, we've got it covered. Um, Whereas, if you don't have that, but again, some people are really risk averse and they're, 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 they're like, I don't care. You know, if I lose it, I lose it. Okay. Then, then that's your, then that's you. So it's that's the weight on your shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're I love a risk, very but I like chill. my stuff. Exactly. I know. I know. Yeah. It just, it just depends. And honestly, most of the time people are gung ho about insurance if they have had a personal story or if they have a friend mm. who had a personal yep. story and they're like, Oh, now I get it's and it's also just checking the value. My my lovely uncle was mugged in Naples, and oh. he it was it was a really sucky sucky situation. But he had a quite expensive watch that he'd had since the seventies, oh. and um, unfortunately, I don't want this that. to be doom and gloom. We're going to move on in two seconds, but I just want to <laughs> say they were very they're very organised, sensible, logistical minded people. But the insurance they hadn't read the fine print, and the insurance only covered five hundred dollars yep. access. Yeah. Yep. And you know he had this watch, which was probably five hundred dollars. You know, it was yeah. a beautiful vintage watch, and um, they were out. That was it. Yeah. And not to mention the trauma of having this awful ha- thing happen. Fuck you, Naples. Yeah, uh, that's how our family referred to Naples as a city now. Apologies <laughs> to all Na- Naples, Nepalese. Uh, not Nepalese. That's Na- yeah. That's Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to be careful if you're carrying also expensive stuff with you that you make sure you get the add-on bonus. But it does have the coverage that you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, and just, sorry, can I throw no, in two more things? No, no, come on. Um, in reading the policy, make sure that you are buying travel insurance insurance at the right time if you want the kind of travel insurance that's canceled for any reason which means I woke up today and I decided I don't want to go on my honeymoon (laughs) (laughs) that's I I I guess that that's the thing that could happen but um but in all reality it for travel insurance to cover something that's if it's not canceled for any reason insurance it has to be a known event. So like it has, if it's a, a volcano that erupted, travel insurance companies like put out a thing that's like, okay, as of, I don't know, February 10, this became a known event and it is now covered, right? Um, but a lot of events that maybe would spook you from traveling or not going on that trip aren't going to be like the travel insurance company is going to be like, fuck if we care you should still go on your trip you know like this is an unknown event in our book so the cancel for any reason covers you for all that other stuff that like is kind of gray territory like the travel insurance company isn't considering it a known event but you're like i don't want to go i don't feel safe that's cancel for any reason cancel for any reason insurance has to be purchased within 10 10 days most of them are 10 days of making your first trip payment 
So that's something that like you need the fires kind of under you to decide right away. Um, same with if you have a pre-existing medical condition that you need covered, mm. then you're on the same timeline. Otherwise, if you're not interested in those two clauses, you can book it by it later on too. So that just right. like Sleep to not so that you aren't losing your shit later on and you miss the boat on something 10 days. Some are two weeks. I just say 10 days because that like then you'll be good for sure. No, that's very good. All right, Irina, have you got time to stick around? We're going to do a yes. quick break. We've got a couple more questions that I really want to hit before we head off into the distance, into our honeymoon zone, uh, especially about the benefits. And this is in your this is in your benefit here, the benefits of using a travel planner. Yeah. And uh, also looking at how long in advance we should be thinking about booking a honeymoon and also uh, thinking a little bit about taking the pressure off but also still sticking within your budget. There will be more Honeymoon Chat with Irina and I after this. If you are heading into the holidays this year with some downtime or maybe you've got a big list of wedding things to do and one of them is to find suits for your groom chiller and your groom chiller party, then why not head to generationtux.com to do some shopping online? Generation Tux are the experts when it comes to hiring stylish suits and tuxedos that are delivered straight to your door. They specialise in finding the right look, the right fit and the right choice for your wedding. Not only are their suits spectacular, they will deliver all of the suits required for your wedding two weeks before your event. This includes free round-trip shipping, free replacements with no exchanges necessary. If you need a change or an update of one of the suits, they will just send you a new suit. No replacements, no bother, easy as. Finding a suit has never been this easy. All you need to do is head to Generation Tux, T-U-X dot com slash bridechiller and be sure to use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party order. That is generationtux.com slash bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. Chillers, I truly believe that making small changes to the products we buy can make big differences to our health and also and also the environment. They are focused on creating simple, effective products that help us in the bathroom every day, but they make their stuff out of trusted ingredients and they have trusted performance. And when I say trusted, they have over 9,000 five-star reviews for their deodorants and bathrooms on their store. Native never test on animals. They offer free shipping and returns. And I have to say, as a very active person, their deodorant is not only the best smelling deodorant I have ever used, it also really goes the distance. Filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil, shea butter, which is moisturising, and tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. That's what you want. Native's aluminium-free deodorant, or aluminum if you're from America, does not mean having to sacrifice on product performance. I run and exercise wearing Native deodorant every day, and I am completely sold on this product. I wear it, I enjoy it, and I still smell of vanilla. Other scents include lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. They offer a no risk to try, giving you free returns and exchanges within the USA. For 20% off your first purchase, all you need to do is visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER during checkout. That is 20% off your first purchase. Use the promo code BRIDECHILLER and visit nativedeodorant.com. Now, Irina, look, all of us think we're travel agents, travel planners, because we've found some websites that you can book shit on, which is true. (laughs) If you're doing a short distance, you know, you're having a weekend away, great, book it online. But tell me about the benefits of using someone like you and uh, being able to take the heat off, the pressure off, and passing over some of the responsibility to an expert when it comes to booking an event such as a honeymoon. For sure. Um, so, so first things first, um, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of words out there. There's travel agents, there's tra- now a lot of people are calling themselves travel advisors, there's oh, travel yeah. planners. So it's, it's a confusing, Concierge. yeah, right. That's, oh my God, I hate that word. Travel <laughs> happiness fucking dickhead. I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> 
I could talk for like two hours about the word concierge. So let's not, let's not open that oh, can Let's go. I mean, it's another tooly wanky word that it's yes. just like, quick, we'll make something that might be a bit average or boring into something fantastic. So Sam, fancy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just... It, and, and like, I'll give you my two cents, but also know that somebody might be calling themselves something and it might not fall into like the buckets that I sure. used, but, um, travel, know that like a bit of history, travel agents come from a world where the internet wasn't really a thing, right? It's mm-hmm. so like to go on a trip, you would have to go into an office and they would literally print out a ticket for you. And then if you lost that ticket, you were fucked or I don't know how that worked. I, I actually too young to really remember that but for our time <laughs> yeah exactly be whatever um so, so <laughs> I don't even know my own first initial that's good um so so that's where they came from and back in the day they would make their money off of commission right so like yeah. you book a flight you get 10% commission or you book a cruise and you get 15% commission whatever it may be um and so they worked for free free being free to the client, but they were getting paid. Like nobody works for, that's not, I would love to work for free, but unfortunately that's just not how the world works. Today, there are still travel agents. Of course, they don't really make their living selling flights because most people know how to use the internet and it's a wonderful thing. Um, so most travel agents, if it's an Cater agent, to my mother-in-law, sorry, exactly. And, and they're, they're very, they're, they're, they're free. They're free. And again, I say free cause they're free to the client, should, not yeah. free, free, free. Um, there's sadly not much that's actually free. So they, they live off of packages, off of tours, off of things that they're, they're salespeople, right? They're like yeah. taking something off a shelf and selling it to you. And that might be the perfect fit for you. If you're looking at an all-inclusive, if you're looking at a cruise, if you're looking at anything packaged, they're going to be a really good resource for you. And they're going to, like, for example, I'm not a travel agent. If somebody wants to give Give me a question. Ask me a question about uh, cruise. I I wouldn't be able to answer that. These people know everything. They're like, you want to stay on the fourth floor in the mm. stateroom because it's quieter there. And what I that is a whole different skill set. And they are trained for that. They go to trainings with these cruises or all inclusive resorts. They're really good at what they do. So if that's the route that you're going, I think you'd be kind of dumb not to use a travel agent because they know their shit and it's free for you. And so you might as well use that intelligence that they have and and have like a real human on your side, if that's what you're interested in. Somebody more like a travel advisor, travel planner, usually is going to work for a fee. So they're not going to be free for you. Um, they're, they're going to charge, some of them charge a flat fee. We charge a fee per day plan. So per day that you're at your destination, that's a model that some people use. But basically, by paying the travel planner, you're, um, you're taking away the motivation or the need to really live off of commission. So we, a company like mine, a travel planner, we don't care if you stay at an Airbnb. We have plenty of clients who do that. And we love that, that they can do that because we're not like, oh, fuck, they didn't stay at a hotel where we get commission. How am I going to pay my rent at the end of the month, yeah. right? Like yeah. we, you paid us, you are our client and we'll make anything happen. Um, so if you're looking for something that's really like, you know, a little bit different, you're not, you're not necessarily looking to spend all your time in a resort and you want to plan the other moments too, like restaurant recommendations are important to you or, um, local experiences and things like that. Like, think about it. Why would a travel agent working off of commission ever recommend like, uh, a local trail or like get, hop on bikes and go to these boutique shops along the river. Like what are the boutique shops paying them commission? You know, like that's a waste yeah. of time for them. Whereas a travel planner is like, I fucking love this shit. I love nothing more than planning <laughs> like these weird ass, this person's interested in like, oh, 
God, we had a client go to Indonesia who was into gamelan music and we like found a teacher for him and he hung out with this, like, that was incredible. That made me so happy. <laughs> you know, that made the client Fantastic. happy. What a yeah. great research project for you. Exactly. I would have gone, great, I'm going to find this, I'm going to make this person happy. Oh my God. It becomes like a mission for us, you yeah. know, like we will make this work. Um, so, so that kind of stuff is, is the world of travel planners. And really, I think it comes down to time. If you have all the time in the world and you love planning your own trips, um, you could probably do without a travel planner, you know, like you put in the time and you'll get pretty close to what a travel planner would plan. The thing with a travel planner is that like, we just kind of have the local experience and there's a lot of things that are sort of hard to suss out from blogs and stuff. But like when you've actually walked that land, you kind of know, like, like I can just, we can explain to you the feel of a town, right? Um, Or like, you know, this place is just really spread out. So you're going to spend a lot of time driving. Is that what you want to do or not? Like those kind of intricacies that are really hard to just get out of the internet. Um, And then obviously, if you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably getting married or something like that. So a lot of our clients just have planning fatigue and they're like, I can't, yeah, like I can't plan another website. Yeah, exactly. So maybe normally you would be a planner and you love this kind of stuff, but, but you're just like burned out and you, you can't, you can't plan another thing. Um, I completely get that. And for us, the majority of our clients are like that. They're usually planners themselves. Um, you feel and- like a bit of a, like a wedding, like, you know, when I'm always saying about wedding planners and coordinators, yeah. and I think that there's a, there's a, there's a school of thought and it's really, I was listening to a couple of voice messages that I'm going to use in an upcoming Q and A episode. And someone was sort of saying, I was really defined. I didn't, I wanted to plan myself. I wanted to do yeah. it all. And then I've got to this stage and fuck, I just need someone. I need to yeah. pick up someone now. And I feel it. And I think yeah. it's the same. I align what you do with a planner, of course, yes. planners and coordinates, but this idea of going normally, a lot of people are very capable of booking yes. their own travel and they might get the, you know, it might give them a real thrill to do mm-hmm. it, but also treat yourself and also yes. take that pressure off yourself. And exactly. again, if you want an experience that's not, and we're not dissing packages. I think no, we're both no, not a, not in the least. No, but if that's not your scene and you want to do something outside of that 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 idea, yeah, then I can't think of anything more beneficial than to work with someone that knows what they're doing. But also, you get the budget. You know what's a good deal. Yes. You know what the the safe places are to visit. What yeah. the good time of year that also just takes that heat off. I think it's a you know, really lovely investment to make to be working with the planner. Just like a wedding planner doesn't take away the joy of planning a wedding. You know, it's like a a travel planner is the same thing. You're still involved. You're making the fun decisions. You're not the one that's like, oh, is it cheaper if I book here or there? You know, like that's, that's the kind of shit that we deal with. And we, frankly, a lot of times just know off the top of our heads, so we don't even have to waste our time on it. That's what happens when you do something for so long. But but you're still involved. You're still make, You're still enjoying it. You're just not, you know, the one in the shit of it. So, yeah. And I actually frequently call us the, like, that we do for honeymoons what travel planners do or what wedding planners do for weddings. If that, yeah, if I, I hadn't fucked that up, that, that would have made complete sense. No, <laughs> I, you, I totally see the correlation. And I think that if you think about it as an investment of your time, but also making sure that you actually get the trip that you want rather than fretting as well. I find if I self book and we've done, we've had travel planning experience and we've also self, you know, little sure. trips around. Of course. And there's something nice about handing over the responsibility, mm-hmm. but also I know that if stuff goes wrong, that you're on the phone and will help me fix it. And I think oh that's God. another thing that, again, not to be doom and gloom and 99% of the time things will be great, but also if a car doesn't turn up that you've booked, that yeah. you don't have to be on the phone. We can solve you know. it, yeah. Yeah, it's just oh, sort of a nice I could experience. tell you so many stories of the kind of stuff that we've solved. I mean, we can do anything. Yeah, it's because we like it takes a really, really shit situation to stress me out, honestly, at this point, because it's like, oh, I 
yeah, we can fix that. Whereas that's really <laughs> stressful if that's your first time dealing with that and yet that's your honeymoon. Oh my God, that would be horrible. But yeah. for us, it's like, yeah, just call so-and-so and you know, whatever. So yeah, that's a big, big part of it too. A good, a, and a good travel agent too. You know, even if you put, booked a package through them, they shouldn't just disappear. They should hang around with you um, and be there for you. And, and most do have like an emergency 24 hour line that you can call if, if something really, really bad happens. So that's another, another way to, to take, to mitigate risk. Mitigate risk is what we're all about. And yeah. who's feeling itchy now and feeling excited about going on a trip? Cause I am. And, uh, I, I say Rich and I are very much people that would be a lot wealthier in cash if we were right. on the holidays, but we're wealthier <laughs> with experience. And I think just when we save a bit of money, we're like, where are we going to go next? What are we going right. to do? We're just yep. insufferable. But also, fuck, I'm not going to be in 50 million years when I end up dying, which is the truth. We're all going to die, everyone, just so you know, a bit of a you know moment here. But when you're lying on your deathbed, hopefully very old, you're not going to go, oh, gee, I regret taking that holiday. It's yeah. not going to happen. So invest. Sorry to go all, you know, morbid on us. I just had to yeah. do it. And they but say people who travel. think about death are happier, honestly. That's oh, a- good. Well, my, yeah. my mortality crisis is fine. <laughs> Um, I want to leave this uh, in, in two seconds here, but I just want to say that um, Bride Chiller Mia asked a question and then answered a question because of you in the forum. I just want to quickly touch on, she said she asked a question about planning a trip uh, to explore culture and customs. So she wanted to expand her travel horizons and really make a connection with her Indian heritage, which I thought was a lovely idea. So cool. Um, yeah. And she said exactly what you said. She wanted to organise uh, a trip that took in local guidance and didn't. she didn't want to be worried about being ripped off, but she wanted to use bespoke tour operators and be able to really connect. And then she's written, okay, I just checked in with Ali Travel's site and I've now found the answer to my question. They seem yeah. really affordable. I've submitted a query and I've got my fingers crossed. We so, were emailing back and forth yesterday. <laughs> I love that. See, that's great. So I think that's, you know, she summed it up perfectly. She's got this idea of a trip that uh, she would really like to take and that you can coordinate these ideas but also help her feel secure in not feeling like she's going to get ripped off or not feeling like she's going on some Shonky Brothers tour when you could say, hey, got this really good tour. Let's right. Go. Yeah. And it, 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 oh God, it should always be bespoke. It should always be tailored around you. Um, especially for some, this is so cool. Like she's going with her mom and the, I've, it's, it's such a, and also, um, I don't know if she mentioned it. She did say it. Okay. She told me in the email too. It's India who yeah. I think Indian wedding customs are like the most fascinating thing in the world. Yeah. So beautiful. what a cool way to, to explore that. Um, and it does, it does not have to be expensive. Never let any and tell you that what you want is is you can't afford that like then they're the wrong person um so so yeah we've been we've been emailing back and forth it's it's a really oh cool... I'm happy yeah yeah well I hope Mia gives us an update of where she books and where oh she's going because it's always yeah. nice or to shares see little... pictures my goodness yeah well yeah yeah and we'll all get jealous and want to go to India there totally. you go um, Irina, I've uh, I've said, oh, that'll be a 30-minute interview and then look at us again. We're really good at chatting. But you are coming back uh, in maybe five or six episodes' time to talk more generally about honeymoon planning and getting the vibe of how to start, how to pick where you're going to be going, and then also the actual process of planning. So I'm really excited about sharing that episode. And um, if sure. people want to get in touch with you and connect and start their travel planning journey, how do they do it? Um, yes, please connect. Uh, we, we love <laughs> connecting, as, as you can tell. We, Get the concierge <laughs> on. And- <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh, the best place to start is our website, allatravel.co, A-L-L-E, travel.co or .com. Um, both of those bring you to the same magical place. Uh, all of us planners have our emails easily accessible. So you can reach out to, you know, if you, you think I sound like an idiot, which is totally fair, you can oh, reach out to one of our other stop planners. <laughs> um, got a whole team. Yeah. You know. They're, they're 
um, they swear less than me. That's, that's well, so I feel like people that listen to this show might be connected with your language. So, you know, right. I wouldn't be knocking that one back. Um, but, but yeah, we're really, uh, we, we actually blog a lot about, you know, the, the places that we're most excited about. Um, oh, and, cool. and so you can, I talk to a lot of clients that are like, oh, I was reading this on your blog. And I love that because if we're writing about it, we're excited about it. So yeah. that, that's a kind of a good place to start. Um, on Instagram too, we're always sharing our, what is it? Our, our thing is um, at A-L-L-E Travels with an S. Um, yeah, feel free to email, Instagram message us. Uh, I, we do have a phone number if you want to call. <laughs> you can call. Well, I mean, um, we could give that out, but I mean, these millennials don't. No, they won't call phone. anyways. Um, you can probably <laughs> text us too. No. <laughs> she's honest that the TikTok, the fucking, what's the oh. next thing? Weibo, she's in the Chinese thing. I mean, there's so many different forms of communication, but they'll be able to find you. You know, one way, place they can find you is by visiting thebridechiller.com and go to today's show notes. There you uh, go. Which, which is the blog. And I will link to all of this stuff. And, you know, you can simply search if you are listening in the future yeah how's the future going I ask the question Who hopefully knows? well yeah well, hopefully well hopefully things have tidied themselves up um <laughs> this is episode 403 so if you search 403 in the search bar it will bring this up and you can follow the links connect with Irina and her team book something lovely and uh, enjoy yourselves thank you so much I love talking to you with thank you. you likewise and Thank you. Um, and I look forward to presenting the next episode, which we've cheekily recorded before this, and it's backwards, but so I know what's coming. It's not <laughs> like I'm a psychic. <laughs> um, please come back again in the new year, and thank you so much, and happy honeymoon planning, travelling people. Yes, definitely. <laughs> thank you. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, the only place a cookie cutter should be used, is in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs>